I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. Today is Monday, May 3rd. Facebook is preparing to make a call on Donald Trump. COVID restrictions are off in Florida, and we're focused on all of that money sitting inside your video games. Video gaming used to be a very one-sided business. You pop your quarter into an arcade machine or shell out for a disc, and you play the game they give you until you finish it or get bored of it, and then you pay for another game. But gaming in 2021 is very different, more interactive, and not just in terms of how people play, but in terms of how they pay to play, or even how they get paid to play. The big picture here is that gaming is more popular than ever before. Nielsen estimates that 55% of all Americans picked up a game during the pandemic, while a different research firm said that revenue jumped 24% between the third quarter of 2019 and the third quarter of 2020. But again, revenue here isn't just buying a disc or spending a few bucks on the app store. It's hundreds of millions of dollars spent inside the games, buying virtual goods. Some of this is even playing out in a courtroom today with opening arguments in a massive lawsuit brought by the maker of Fortnite against Apple, primarily about the rules of in-app and in-game purchases. Trust me, these in-game purchases are a very, very big deal. My kids spent most of the pandemic playing Roblox with their friends, and my head is still ringing from, can you buy me some Robux so I can get this cute outfit? And to be clear, those cute outfits were in pixels, not cloth. Oh, and she also wanted to develop a game because that's something you can do now. These platforms allow you to. Roblox, for example, said it paid game developers $329 million last year. And for context, developer here isn't a full-time employee of Roblox. It's a user in their bedroom or home office. In short, the gaming economy has gone inside the games. It's a new sort of social media with influencers and creators and politicians. AOC, for example, played the game Among Us on Twitch to interact with hundreds of thousands of voters. So today we want to dig deeper into the gaming economy, why it's growing, and where it's heading. Plus, that Apple lawsuit with the authors of Axios Gaming, a new daily newsletter that launched today. That conversation in 15 seconds. We're joined now by Stephen Totillo and Megan Farouk-Manesh, authors of the Axios Gaming newsletter, which launched today. So Megan, let's start with you. Gaming has been on the rise, obviously, for years, but how has the pandemic impacted the trajectory? The funny thing is a lot of things in the pandemic closed down. We lost movie theaters. We lost a lot of uh, entertainment. But the good thing about video games is that you can do it at home. It's actually perfect for it. So what we saw is a lot of game companies actually on the rise, despite the fact that developers are working from home, a lot of people were still buying games. And more than that, we just had a lot of people, new players joining the field as gamers. Do we know kind of if the demographics of who was playing changed? Do you talk about new people, like who those were? Broadly speaking, what a traditional gamer looks like, it used to be the idea of like a white guy in his basement. That's not it. It's everybody playing video games, whether it's your mom or it's somebody like me, a young woman. Um, it's pretty much anybody who has access to a video game console these days or a PC. Steven, how much more interactive are these games now, not just in terms of playing with other users, but in the way the user and the game creator are interacting financially with one another? Right. That's the exact reason that Epic and Apple are you know, in court right now is this concept of free-to-play games and in-app purchases. It's actually the most profitable way that games are, are sold and the biggest revenue generator for game companies is not you paying 60 bucks for a game, but you getting that game for free and then the company convincing you to spend more and more as you play. We'll get into the Apple epic in a minute. How big would you say the gaming economy is today, say, compared to a few years ago? Everything's been booming, especially, uh, you know, because of the pandemic and people have more time to play and therefore more time to pay as well. And 
So we're seeing the, the industry uh, just exploding. Nuzu, which does a, basically an estimate of the entire size of the industry, said that gaming got to over $170 billion last year, expects the market to generate at least $189.3 billion is their estimate for 2021. So it's, it's exploding. This is as big a business as there is, there is in uh, entertainment right now. Stephen, can you explain just very quickly that Apple Epic lawsuit and what's at stake? Yes, basically, Apple says we control the marketplace where you can buy games and other apps through our phones because we put the work in. Epic says, no, no fair. We should be able to compete and have our own marketplace. Uh, You're a monopoly, Apple, and you're not allowed to do that. If Epic is right, then suddenly the marketplace opens on iPhone and everybody can sell everything digitally that they want. If Apple is right, they get to continue to do business the way that they do it. Megan, when it comes to the kind of in-app or or creator economy in this, is the creator economy growing within the gaming industry the same way it is in other social media? I think it just looks a little bit different. The creator economy in video games is more about Twitch or um, platforms like that. It's more streamers or personalities, people using Patreon. For those who don't know Patreon and kind of how that plays, what does that mean? Patreon is the thing where people um, subscribe. So it's like, let's say that I want to support you. I'll give you $5 a month every month in a recurring fee. You mentioned Twitch as kind of being a piece of the creator economy, the influencer economy in gaming. We've obviously seen it get a little bit political. Uh, AOC has used Twitch to kind of talk to potential voters or, or followers. How much do you read kind of into how politics is now bleeding into gaming? Honestly, it's surprising to me that they haven't gotten into it sooner. We've seen a couple like small things. There was Hillary Clinton's very ill-fated Pokemon Go to the Polls, which was kind of embarrassing for everybody. Joe Biden, when he was running, used Animal Crossing as a way to set an island and get people to go vote. AOC actually being on stream with personalities, I think is smart. She's appealing to a fan base that, you know, she's already a very online personality, but she's appealing to this new fan base that most politicians aren't reaching out to. It's a huge untapped market that they just continue to ignore for the most part. Stephen, obviously games are now being streamed much more than people are going out and physically buying something. Is there any reason to believe that that trend is going to change or or is that the obvious way of the future? No, in fact, it might be uh, even more commonplace that people watch other people play video games than play them themselves. Might sound strange and there's a lot of people who snark at the idea of just watching people game on Twitch, but just in April alone, 2.1 billion hours of content uh, was viewed by people watching on Twitch. Most of that people watching people play video games. Not everybody has the time to get good at a game, the money to buy a game, or really the interest, and yet you can watch other people play, they can commentate while playing. More and more people find that's actually how they wanna get into gaming. They don't have to have the games themselves. Megan, let me ask about that, because I'm one of those probably snarky people, because I'm the one who remembers being a kid, and if there was a game with two controllers, and there were three of us, and I was the one who didn't get one, the last thing I wanted to do was watch them play. I would leave. But Megan, explain to me why Twitch has taken off in this way for people who aren't playing. I think it opens up the field for a lot of people who maybe would be afraid to try games traditionally or don't have access to it. Games that they just kind of want company for. I also think there's a big personality element here. It's watching someone who's funny or really good at a thing, who's doing things that you can't do on your own, play a game. Personally, I like watching horror games because I don't want to play them. I just want to watch it happen like it's a movie. When Roblox went public earlier this year, they talked about how they had paid out over, I think, $300 million to, quote, developers. And developers aren't their employees. Developers are users who have created games. Do you feel that that's going to become kind of a wave for other gaming companies, that they're going to let users create things inside of the platforms? We've been seeing people create content in games and basically amateur developers 
a rise to the fore for over a decade. We've seen that with Minecraft. Roblox is a continuation of that. You look at it in one way and it's a wonderful sign of people's creativity and it's actually a great thing to see kids learning how to design things through these applications. On the other hand, there's a lot of free labor going on as well. What does Roblox actually create? You know, what did Minecraft actually create versus what did they enable? Some people like that. Hey, they're the Lego makers. They like that, you know, kind of approach for a company. Others, I think, might say, well, you know, make some make some Lego sets yourselves. Uh, be a little bit less reliant on the uh, the customers to build the thing for you. Final question, Megan, for you. Uh, you guys launched this newsletter today. It is Axios Gaming. It is a daily newsletter. What is the pitch for somebody to read Axios Gaming? In short, why does it matter? We're a quick way to get caught up on everything without having to go visit a million sites. We're going to explain everything to you very clearly, directly, tell you what matters, what you should be thinking about, and not make you go find it yourself. I think it's just a, a way to look at a huge part of entertainment and culture that a lot of people don't understand or find intimidating. There's nothing wrong with not getting gaming. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort to get into it. No shame if you can't follow it. We're here to help you. Stephen and Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having us, Dan. Welcome back. What we're watching today are Yahoo and AOL. Seriously, Yahoo and AOL in 2021. Why? Because earlier this morning, Verizon announced that it plans to sell both businesses to private equity firm Apollo for about $5 billion. Three things to know. First, Verizon is taking a huge loss on this deal because it paid around $9 billion to buy Yahoo and AOL. Two, Apollo really, really believes it can return at least one of the original internet giants to prominence. And that one is probably Yahoo. Its basic theory here is that Yahoo remains a top five trafficked web property with hundreds of millions of users. But Yahoo makes a lot less money from those users than Facebook or Google does from their users. Pennies on the dollar. So if Yahoo gets to operate independently as opposed to being this kind of unloved orphan inside of Verizon, then maybe it eventually gets to be known again as Yahoo. And that's with the exclamation point at the end. Three, don't be surprised to soon see a Yahoo sportsbook or casino because Apollo has tons of experience in sports betting, both here and overseas, and Yahoo has more fantasy sports players than anyone outside of ESPN. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Naomi Shaben, Sabina Singani, and Alex Sugiara. Please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Have a great national paranormal day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.